0: You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com.
1: This is 757 Saturday
0: Sports Talk on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Here is Matt Hatfield.
2: Good Saturday morning to you all out there. It's the 13th day of May, the year 2023, 757 Saturday Sports Talk, coming your way here until 12 noon, powered by Larry King Law, as always, if you're injured in an accident, you know who to call 757 J U R E D for Larry King. I am Matt Hatfield. We'll be hearing from the coach Ed Young in a little bit. We got Dino Franza on the other side of the glass. Uh, the NFL schedule has been released, so Dino knows that his Chicago Bears open up against the Aaron Rodgers Packers, which means you stand a chance, Dino, to get a little win streak going against Green Bay because he's been the guy that's owned them in the past. Now he gets to see if he can own the Bills, Pats, and Dolphins and opening right up on Monday Night Football, which I'm sure you'll hear right here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1 come September against. Buffalo.
3: Yeah, I tell you what, Then when they had the schedule released, first of all, some of those uh, videos that the, the teams put out uh, were pretty hilarious. Uh, the Tennessee Titans one was pretty good. Uh, the uh, uh, forget which it was might have been the chargers i can't remember that was a good one i saw the bears one where they're working in the restaurant and uh, but i was surprised to see no surprise that kansas city opens up on the thursday night game because they're the defending champs but uh playing the lions that that was kind of out of nowhere
2: very much so and the jets get a lot of primetime games your bears then got four of them if i remember right which is surprising for a team that was in line to get the number 1 pick until they dealt it away to carolina and uh, always interesting schedule, even though it is months away. Last week was Derby Day. My horse finished second. I was so disappointed, you know. It was winning the entire race until the very end when it got passed by Mage. I had two fills, the runner-up, so it cost me a chance of you know having a very profitable day. I made yeah. it back in some other areas. We'll leave that alone for the time being. Actually, did some lacrosse this week, so to help make up for there, but. I almost had a big day and it didn't end up. It was just close, but no cigar.
3: That's always tough when you lead out of the gate and it uh, looks like you're that close and all of a
2: sudden, uh, boom, you're finishing second instead of first. And we had Daryl Wood on this show. I listened to a bunch of horse experts, picked some breaks. I didn't hear a single soul pick Mage. Not a single soul. And then everybody says, well, I told you it was going to be. No, they didn't. Nobody had Mage. It was not one of the favorites. I certainly didn't. No. And I, I don't think it's going to win the Preakness. Or the Belmont. Sometimes the horse doesn't always run in the next race or the following races. So, a lot going on in the world of sports. And as always, you can chime in with us at 757-687-9494. That's area code 757-687-9494. By the way, I know Dino's not a huge, huge Twitter guy, but one of the funniest things going out to the schedule real quick that I saw all week was the Tennessee Titans tweeted out a pretty neat thing on Twitter where they asked a bunch of people... Uh, the logos of these teams on Broadway, and they're going with like the the Chargers logo. Someone says Lightning McQueen. Someone thought the Ravens was the Baltimore Orioles, which would make Risser absolutely incredibly mad. The Falcons, the Red Stallions. There was a whole bunch of funny things. Go check that out. It's on the Tennessee Titans' uh, Twitter account. If you're one that uses the social media uh, pretty heavily, so there you have it. Check that out. There' a lot going on in the world of sports. We got the hockey. Stanley Cup getting close to being set. Florida bouncing Toronto last night in overtime. How about them coming out of nowhere? They were a minute away from being bounced by the team with the best record in the sport in the Boston Bruins, and here they are moving on. We'll see what happens as this Edmonton-Vegas series nears a conclusion. And in the NBA right now, we've got three of the four teams set for its conference finals as the Heat eliminate the Knicks. The defending champs get ousted in Game 6 by the Los Angeles Lakers led by LeBron James and Anthony Davis. But a big game seven coming up on Sunday, 3.30 on ABC. Celtics and Sixers winner getting the heat in that. And Denver will play host to the Lakers starting up on, I think it's Wednesday. So Turner uh, goes a whole week. Tuesday. Tuesday? Oh, they yeah. start Tuesday? Okay. So they go literally a whole week, I think, without. That's right, because the Western starts on Tuesday. You're right, with ESPN. And Turner's got the Eastern on Wednesday. So the Heat gets some rest before Game one. But uh, interesting. And you know what? If the Celtics win, here's what's funny about that real quick before we go to the phones. If the Celtics win, your four final teams will be the same four final teams that we had, I believe, in the bubble. Hmm. How wild is that?
3: Well, this time, at least they get to play in front of uh, actual people. Actual fans, yeah. (laughs) Speaking of people. He's not in the studio this week, but
2: we do have uh, Coach Ed Young on the line. Who joins us. And we've got some special guests throughout the morning that I'm sure he'll want to interact with and give you his hot takes, his opinions, his questions. Uh, We say good morning, sir. We will tease this. You're not the only coach with 500-plus victories that will be on today's program. How are you?
0: Good morning to everybody. Uh, the coach greets all.
2: Oh, This uh, is nice. This is nice. We don't have background wind. We don't have people yelling and shouting. And we haven't heard. It doesn't look like you're driving into a tree.
0: No, as a matter of fact, I am walking.
2: So. Oh, it should remain
0: closed. If you hear gunshots, just duck.
2: No, we don't want to hear that. Does, you're, yeah, you're I'm just, in an
0: area that there are there is usually gunplay. I'm on a recruiting trip. Don't today. do
2: that. Don't do that. Oh, here you got a recruiting trip oh, no, today? Because
0: the NIL, I don't know if you've heard, the NIL is coming um, to we, fruition.
2: And, we have heard, uh, and we'll be talking take, about that on the show today too.
0: And I'm going to take full advantage of the loopholes that I've had my agent, look, my other agent, look into. And um, I'm currently going to talk to a six-six kid today. Um, he's not from Angola, but he's somewhere that's not from this area. So,
2: so you, he's not from Angola. So you didn't get approved to go on the uh, trip to Angola with Ty White and John Marshall uh, coming up this summer.
0: No, oh. I am still looking one for Jamaica, Aruba, Dominican Republic. I thought you and Ty uh, were best be
2: buds. How come you didn't pull that off to get to go to Angola?
0: You got to, you got to, you got to win state titles. You got to. But you got one. You got well, that's a long time ago. And Ty, Ty is National Coach
2: of the Year now. Come he on, he was Erica. Jersey Mike's National Coach of the Year. How about that? I wonder if he, we we got we you know we totally dropped the ball. Ed, we got to broadcast his state championship game with Andy Hayes on the NFHS Network. They didn't beat a local team, and in the past they had some great battles with some local teams like Norcom, for example, in the postseason. We got to call one of those state semifinals that they lost to Norcom, but. We didn't ask him. Did he? With, and we can say it because he was named the Jersey Mike's Coach of the Year. Even though they don't sponsor the show, we would love for them to do so. And anybody would like to, you can contact our businesses, our business uh, offices, and our our sales, our crack sales team. But I wonder if he got Jersey Mike's like for the year. What? Do you, what did they give him? Something in addition, like subs, or just gets a Jersey Mike's plaque. He's got to get like some subs out of that.
0: Well, they get subs out of it. We Jersey Mike's takes care of us uh, at times on some things, and you can't get. Um, Ton of buy one get ones and, and uh, some oh, okay. free uh, buy, just get one a free sandwich. So that's nice I'm to still, know that they
2: take care of you, but you don't share it with your trusty co-host. So, a little, little nice fellow you are.
0: Well, you're more of a steak guy, high high end restaurant places. So I don't think I've ever seen you going in and buying a sub somewhere. So um, um, I, I can't be buying you steaks all the time unless you win that bet.
2: Okay. Well, I think we have a... well. Uh... So on the show, I teased it, we will have uh, Phil Forbes, head baseball coach of Menchville, who got his 500th win earlier this week. That's in the 11 o'clock hour. And if I remember right from our past conversations with Phil, who's been not just a longtime successful baseball coach, who's brought state championship glory and hardware to Menchville. He he's coached some basketball on the side as an assistant. I believe he did some head coaching, girls and boys, if I'm not mistaken as well. But he is a diehard Yankees fan like yourself, right? Yes, he is. Yankee
0: oh. fan, we're suffering right now. But, um, and Phil was with uh, Ben Moore for a while. Uh,
2: that's ben right. Ben
0: Moore. Uh, Phil's a good guy, and I talked to him briefly yesterday, and he didn't want to talk nothing about the 500, but I told him we are. And uh, he does not want that to be a focus. Uh, he's very excited about his young team that's doing well. And I said, we'll do that. But uh, I said, you know, not many people can win um, the 500. So
2: Well, your Yankees rallied yesterday, as did his Yankees, against the Rays after uh, getting tattooed earlier, Anthony Rizzo was the hero for them, uh, homering twice on his bobblehead night. But, uh, you know, if the Yankees could petition to be in the AL Central, they'd be in first place. They're in last place right now, though, in the AL East.
0: Now they're in the toughest division of baseball. Most of the other divisions, they'd be one, two, one 2 no worse than 3. But they're not, and uh, they got to pick it up because right now, it's, uh, it's not a division to play around in for a while and think you can win it later. There's still a really good team, so... They need to wake up. They got too many doggone injuries. And can somebody find Collis Rondon, please, and uh, or have him give some money back? Um, Wasn't got, his
2: back? His back is all jacked up.
0: I don't know what what's messed up with him. But to do what the Yankees should have never signed him if they know he's going to be uh, nobody gave him a physical. If he's going to be if he's going to be on the uh, DL, most of, or not DL or whatever list they call it now injured IR or whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah. I just I'm just extremely disappointing ages. But, you know, hey, it's still, like somebody said the other day, it's May, but how many times are we going to be saying this? Hey, yeah, it's August. We're only down 15 games. We'll be okay. No,
2: well, you're it's not going to be money. okay. You, and now, if you finish in fourth place, though, you can make the playoffs because we could have four teams from the AL East go with the AL Central Champ and the AL West Champ. But we'll be talking with Phil Forbes. We'll also be talking, you mentioned NIL, Larry Rabama from the Virginia Pilot 757 teams. Daily Press. will come on 11.05, about uh, 55 minutes before his 12 noon tea time today, to talk about the story that was on the front page of the pilot this week on the sports section about NIL and the VHSL, which goes into effect this summer. I believe he was also part, as Dino told me, part of a uh, uh, eating contest or eating uh, situation at Harbor Park. He could talk about that was in the paper, too, with Joe Gregory, the uh, GM of the Tide. So we'll see what uh, Larry can give us the uh, The tips on what to eat over there when they go to the ballpark. Because we do have my favorite night of the year coming up. It's not that far off in the distance. Turn back to clock night. I circle it twice a year. It used to be 25 cent, but 50 cent hot dog, popcorn, soda. You know I love the great bargains. And I'm going to get there early this time because last year I stood in line for an hour and a half. And I see why Ed you know, cut and pretended to be the uh, godfather of Mike Whittington's kids. Because I would have done it now, now that I know what he did. I, I chastised him, but once I found out for the first time, all these years I got there early. Last year I didn't get there early. I see why Ed cut in line. I see. Yeah. I yeah. learned. He's it's got connections, way. you know. He's, oh, yeah. he's the, I'm the godfather of that kid. He's That's my nephew, Baloney. If I was one of those people that he tried to cut in front of me, I would have, like, pushed him into the third base dugout hey, or something.
0: Hey, I was, I was with the young kids, a little No, kids. you weren't. These older people can wait for the hot dogs. The little kids need it. Give Mike a hand with their little ones. I don't normally cut. So
2: listen, if you get there like I did, and in the line before the fourth inning, your your th- third inning, you have a chance. But if you wait up to the third inning, I literally did not get my food. It was so packed last year. And by the way, the tides are playing some. Awesome baseball! If you haven't seen them yet, get on out to the Harbor Park. They are just tearing up. One of their best seasons in a long, long time. A lot of good young prospects coming up to the Orioles, as we've seen some here recently, uh, with obviously Ryan Mountcastle, Adley Rushman, among several others that are now playing for the O's, the uh, Red Hot O's, who are among the top teams in baseball, nipping at the Rays' heels atop the AL East. But uh, they're playing some great baseball. If you get there late, though. I didn't get I didn't get my food to like the top of the ninth inning. That's how long I waited. I waited five innings. Dino's sitting there looking at all these games on the app, listening to Pete Mishu, uh, the fine play-by-play voice for the Tides on my Airshocks. I I didn't get to sit down for an hour and a half. It was crazy. So wow. we'll, we'll talk with uh, Larry about NIL and maybe uh, what he got to do there with Joe Gregory too. And then we'll also be chatting. We hope with him about. 15 minutes or so with Ray Scott, former NBA Coach of the Year, Virginia Squires fame, with our pal Coach Charles Hatcher, the living legend from sports inside and out, legends of sports. He's brought us so many greats over the years, the late, great Sam Jones, Bone Crusher Smith, the boxer. We've had just tons of people over the years on the 757 at 6 and here on 757 Saturday Sports Talk. We uh, appreciate him helping us connect with some of the legends uh, of the past. And they're doing an event, I understand. We'll we'll get into it more with, uh, hopefully, Uh, Ray Scott, a uh, reunion of sorts with the Squires at the Casino in Portsmouth. Plus, I believe Ray has a book coming out. So that's all going to come your way. And we have our first high school coach interview, Ed, with a lacrosse coach. Because as you know, I've been doing lacrosse broadcasting at the Sportsplex. I was actually doing some play-by-play announcing or public public address announcing this week for them. And uh, we caught up with Mark Keller of Ocean Lake. So that will come your way before we bid adieu as uh, the Beach District has now made it a... VHSL sport. It's been a club sport in the past, so it'll give you a little cross field. We don't talk just football, basketball, baseball. We'll sprinkle in some some tennis, some golf, some hockey. You name it. Some field hockey, even lacrosse, soccer too. Anything you want. Wrestling as well. Here on seven five seven Saturday Sports Talk, we have an avenue for all of you out there.
0: You know, you mentioned wrestling. High school wrestling, collegiate wrestling is tremendous. But we have very rarely talked about the greatest wrestling in the world which is professional wrestling and i'm going to make it my goal before the summer is over we're going to have a professional wrestler on our show first time ever
2: pro wrestler Um, okay
0: i don't know if it's rick flair hulk hogan and uh we're not going no for no no fly by nighter. we're going for
2: you're not going for doink the clown
0: no i'm not getting doink the clown whose real name was matt Bourne. i think he has passed on oh
2: okay uh, I didn't a know he was passed. Players. I remember just to watch that though, I'd flip around the dial. You know, they had they had a guy with a clown outfit named Doink the Clown, and it when his son named Dink Doink and Dink.
3: Oh gosh, Doink and Dink.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Doink and dink. <laughs> yeah. so that's what they say when they're when they're passing the ball. They're Doink and Dinkin. You know, those little screen passes. Doink and Dink. So we're you not going to get Doink. The clown. He's not with us anymore. I didn't know that. See, so you, you educated me on something.
3: All
0: right. Or we got to get the guy called the Boogeyman.
2: The Boogeyman. Um,
0: oh, so yeah. No, we don't want to
2: scare the kids. No, we don't want to scare the kids. They don't want. The, we, they don't want the Boogeyman.
0: We don't have any kids in the studio. The closest kid we got would be Dino. He's not gonna be scared by the boogeyman.
2: No, we don't wanna scare the kids. I don't know if we want the boogeyman. That's that's pretty bad. But hey, real quickly, I don't know if you know this or not. Uh I got to see a sports related movie this week that I'm I'm gonna be a movie I'm gonna be your your uh, uh Gene Siskel, Roger Ebert. I got to see not air, but I got to watch Big George Foreman this week. Have you, one of you guys seen that movie? I have not. How is it? It is worth seeing. I give it a solid B plus, A minus uh, on the Hatfield 1 to 10 scale. It gets an eight and a half. Uh, I will tell you, if you remember Doc Brodus, who was the uh trainer of, of Big George way back, and a lot of kids nowadays, it's almost like the John Madden effect. They remember Madden from the video game. They don't remember that George Foreman was the heavyweight champion in the world, not once but twice. He fought uh, smoking Joe Frazier, Muhammad Ali had some enormous fights. Evander Holyfield, when he, you know, had his comeback. But people think of George Foreman as the, the oh, he's the cooking man. He's the grill, grill machine guy because he's sold millions of those grills, probably more than anybody in America. I just like John Madden with that video game. I've got one. Yeah, I mean, it, it, they they've lay they last, uh, you know, they withstand the test of time, if you will. Very very tasty burgers and hot dogs and all kinds of things you can cook on that grill. But uh, his just his story is very fascinating to watch and uh, I will tell you this the one I don't know if it's a negative but the one thing that I kept if you watch the, the guy that played uh, that played for him and Chris Davis the actor I had to put on about 70-80 pounds to play him in the movie but one of the things early in the movie is I kept looking at him he looked like Ricardo Tubbs from Miami Vice mm. like Philip Michael Thomas that kept throwing me off it's about a you know solid two, two, 2 hours 15 minutes good movie but it didn't drag on it wasn't too long I thought they hit the right parts the good notes I think it's worth checking out, so I recommend it. it. It's a very, very solid sports movie to go see. Not the greatest, but better than average. I'd say very good to it, almost great.
3: You know, uh, the, the thing about George Foreman, he was kind of like Elvis. Yes. Uh, he was in his younger days, he was he was much thinner, and as he got older, he got bigger. And I guess that's uh, where the actor uh, had to put on that weight. I guess if you're playing the later George Foreman, because he, he was heavier.
2: The other thing about George Formedino is that George named all of his sons, this is what he has in common with Ed, by his same first name, George. They're all named George. Or George Jetta, his daughter. I think Ed's named all his kids Ed, Eddie, Edward, Eduardo. Isn't that right, Ed? All your kids get the same name as first you? Of
0: all, first of all, if I've got kids, I'm in trouble. <laughs> if you've got kids. no, I don't have any.
2: <laughs> well, that's if not what I, I heard.
0: I, no, I don't. Uh, uh, I mean, you got to do something to have those kids. So um, that's not good. Uh, The Lord, when when he was passing out kids and I came in line, he just said, next, because he said, can we see this dude right here with a daughter or even a crazy son? And he said, next, but he let me teach them for my career, so I'm around kids i just don't have to put them on my tax
2: form okay well one more thing before we go to break because i think we are going to have uh, ray scott and coach hatcher coming up here in just a moment i think because dino was was that them on the on the line there dino, uh, is well else?
3: i just talked to uh, charles
2: hatcher okay. and uh they're running a little late okay no problem. so uh we, there's we, there's
3: no hurry okay, right now
2: we, we, then we'll make it here we'll milk it but uh, ed says he doesn't have any kids he knows knows of but i will say this as we get closer to break here and the phone lines remain open at 757-687-9494 you connect with us via twitter too at 757 sports talk but uh one thing that you do have in common Ed uh is someone with that we know is Robert De Niro because you have been with Robert De Niro linked in our photo lookalike contest in the past, correct?
0: Yeah, I think it was yeah, it was Rob De Niro. I think we finished runner up to to uh was it Kenny Harris?
2: I think you was either Kenny Harris, Rick Ross. No, it was C.J. Clemens, the Norfolk State assistant coach and uh Marcus Spears of ESPN. and that's how I think you finished runner up to it that year. But uh no, De Niro and uh, his lovely wife just celebrated another child at the age of seventy-nine. De Niro now has his seventh kid at the age of seventy-nine. My gracious! That means that means when that kid's t- legal to drink, Dino De Niro's going to be a hundred if he's still with us. My gracious. Hey, I, I couldn't
3: imagine, but then again, uh, his girlfriend or wife or whatever. Yeah, I wasn't sure if
2: his girlfriend or wife, I thought it was his wife, whatever uh, his it, partner. she
3: is to him. Uh, mm. she's probably,
2: uh, what early, early, early 40s, I think. Maybe, uh, I believe it's is it Grace Hightower? I think that's his, I'm not even sure who it is, but anyhow, congrats to them. 79, he's a proud new papa for the seventh time. 79, Ed. 79 years old, yeah. had a kid. Seventh. Not his first. This is his seventh at 79.
0: That would be, I I can't even fathom that. I'm yeah. just going to leave it at that because 79 years old, there's a lot of other things that, that you got to worry yourself about. Of course, there's one thing you won't have to worry about at 79, and I admire him for that, but first kid at 79, so when the kid's 10 years old, he's 89. Yeah. I don't. I don't see that working.
2: No, and he's ready to graduate high school. You're ninety-seven. Lord have mercy.
0: Okay, and you know, okay, terrible twos. They call them terrible twos for a reason. Yeah. So how is a a person in their eighties going to take care of a t- terrible twos?
2: Oh boy. They should make a movie about. He's done so many movies and so many great movies. I mean, a list of De Niro I love movies. I love them in the movie. Oh, I mean, you go down the list from uh, Casino to. Uh, good fellas. I mean, this list goes on. Raging Bull. I mean, we could spend all day talking about it, but uh, they should do a movie about De Niro raising his two-year-old at 81. That's what they should do. That's what they should do. Movie on that. Hey, one more thing before we go to break, Ed. Uh, we want to send congratulations to our friend Jim Heath, the Old Dominion University Associate Director of Athletic Communications, was named to the Apprentice School Hall of Fame. I believe he goes into that Apprentice School Hall of Fame in late September, so congrats to our man Mr. Heath Barr, Jim Heath over there at ODU on that wonderful, well-deserved honor, so there you have it Alright, we'll take a timeout. phone lines remain open at 757-687-9494 We'll be talking with uh, Ray Scott and Coach Hatcher coming up right here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1 Back here on 757 Saturday Sports Talk brought to you by Larry King Law each and every Saturday, if you're injured in an accident you know who to call at 757-INJURED for Larry King, Matt Hatfield here with you. Coach Ed Young by remote. Dino Franza as well. It's never good, Dino, when your father hears the last segment and Robert De Niro conversation prompts him to text, uh, you want a brother or a sister? It's never a good, that's never a good.
3: Yeah, thing, yeah. Wow. Dad, I'm
2: good being the only child. We don't, we don't need to get that started. Not, not, No. Don't get your heart racing too much. Hey, Ed, uh, we'll be talking with, uh, I believe, Coach Hatcher and Ray Scott in just a little bit. But yours truly has been busy over at the Sportsplex with lacrosse. And we have a conversation coming your way. Are you there, Ed? Or do we lose you? Yes, I'm here.
0: I'm listening. Okay. i right. in and out, but I hear you now.
2: All right. D- d- do you have the, uh, do you have the uh, thing I sent you or no? I guess you don't.
0: <laughs> well, we have the situation here where you spoke with uh, Mark Keller. The uh, lacrosse coach at Ocean Lakes after their uh, win over Bayside last night. And let's see what uh, you two talked about here on uh, ESPN Radio. Or Priority Auto.
2: All right, here with Ocean Lake's lacrosse coach Mark Keller. His Dolphins pitch a shutout 14 to nothing, of Bayside tonight to close out the regular season. Coach, uh, this is a pretty landmark year for the Beach District to have lacrosse now as a high school sport with the VHSL. I know it's been a club sport previously, and uh, your team's been playing mighty well. I know it's been a really neat race with yourself and Cox and Kellum, some other teams, even Bayside's been pesky. And tonight you guys came out ready to go, and Aiden Dupree, what about him? Seven goals, he was spectacular.
4: Yeah, he's been prolific this year. I, I think he might be the best attackman in the league right now. Uh, His numbers certainly support that. Um, You know, one of the things with this being the first year of lacrosse for a lot of these opponents, you know, we're not playing the teams that we've played for years and years and years. We're not playing. Maury's having a great season in Norfolk, right? Jamestown, Lafayette, those guys, Grafton, Tab, Chesapeake, Grasta, all those teams that we normally play, um, you know, we we can't play them now. So we've got Cox Kellum and and Ocean Lakes are certainly the top three right now, and we've you know, a couple teams have been around for a while, but, you know, the level of, of play isn't what it's been in the yeah. past. And it's it's hard to maintain that level of competence if you don't have tough opponents every week. So, you know, you brought up Dupree. One of the things that, that we've had, we actually have three senior attackmen right now. They're all pretty good. Holding them back. Yeah has been the coach challenge you know because if we don't have a lot of pressure coming from our opponent we got to put pressure on ourselves to be disciplined and you know we have a lot of rules about how many passes you got to make sure. and, and who can shoot and all this stuff so yeah, Dupree had a big night because the C's the were parting for him, and, and he was allowed
2: to go to a goal. But, that having, yeah, I haven't mm-hmm. seen you play before. It's, it's a collective effort. It's not just one guy. I mean, even off the bench, Kelly Williams gets four goals tonight. Your goalkeeper, the Alexander, with a shutout. You have different players stepping up, and you have to like the sharpness with the playoffs around the corner to have two shutouts back-to-back and not have a let-up in your performance this week.
4: Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm happy about that. Um, you know, I'd rather play some tougher teams the week before playoffs. We've got Lance down on Friday, I think. Um, you know, they're one of the tougher teams. They're, they're so that'll be the, your regional troll? That'll be, yeah, I believe. Okay. It's okay. not written yet. Okay. But looking at the numbers, gotcha. I think we're going to have Lansdowne on Friday. Uh, you know, they're a good team. They, they're physical. Um, you know, we play our game, we win. Sure. Uh, but I'm glad we got that game before we go to the next one. You know, our next opponent's likely Cosby okay. uh, from Richmond. Very good, well-established program. You know, the, yeah. the, the, they're good. So. You know, if we're fully healthy, I got five guys off the top of my roster out with injuries. <laughs> oh, right goodness. Now, but hopefully we'll be healthy by the end of next week, and, and I like our chances. Yeah. Tim, you, appreciate your time. How about the school, though, the morale?
2: I mean, you got lacrosse happening this year for the first year. Your program's playing well. The girls have been playing great. This could be a neat little run for both Ocean Lakes boys and girls lacrosse. Are both programs kind of rooting each other on for, for support here as you try to make
4: maybe a deep playoff run? Yeah, so we've got, you know, brothers and sisters and girlfriends and all that stuff. There's a lot of crossover between our, yeah. our boys and girls program. And, you know, it's a very well-coached, well, well coached and they they got a good culture, just like we do. You know, we got a ha- Ocean Lakes is a happy place for yeah. lacrosse. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a good year for us. You know, one thing I see changing at Ocean Lakes, uh, which is a big positive, is uh, for whatever reason at Ocean Lakes High School, playing lacrosse hasn't been cool. Mm-hmm. You know, like literally in the hallways, it's like, oh, you guys are dorks. You play lacrosse, right? Well, now all of a sudden we're VHSL. We got, you know, some different types of guys coming out now. All of a sudden lacrosse is cool. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you're at a Cox or a Kellum, they've had that for a long time and that's yeah. en- enabled those programs to sustain. We're just breaking into that right now. And hopefully, you know, you heard me talking to the Bayside yeah. coaches. We gotta build our feeders. No doubt. Uh, You know, we gotta take care of ourselves. Every program needs to have an entrepreneurial mindset. They need to make sure that they're getting sticks in in kids' hands, they're teaching them how to do things the right Mm -hmm. way, you know, certainly at least down at middle school. and I think that whole system is going to grow.
2: So. And lastly, you know, I think this is a step in the right direction, Coach, because you mentioned about, you know, championship programs in so many sports. We've seen Cox field hockey, we see seen Princess Anne Girls basketball, we've seen Ocean Links football win championships before. For lacrosse, and we know that the, the sports in the beach that have been so prevalent, this has got to be a step in the right direction that now it's, it's got this attention and it's going to grow, wouldn't you think?
4: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's funny, lacrosse is no different in VHSL than it, than it was last year. You know we're still playing the same game. Same just, guys, just for the, the district, the right? Yeah, <laughs> you no, know, it's just different for the district. And, and it's interesting to me, like how many guys just wouldn't come near the sport because it wasn't VHSL. Now, you know, the opportunities to play in the NCAA or MCLA or you know the college level, they've always been there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and it's blowing up. There's lots of new lacrosse programs. There's lots of opportunities for guys to move up. We didn't have to be VHSL to do that. But for some reason, there's just been this idea that, oh, it's not varsity, it doesn't count. Well, we got rid of that argument now. So, you know, a lot of the guys you saw playing, believe it or not, we had a lot of first-year players out there. We're getting athletes. So these guys are good athletes. They play other sports. I love multi-sport athletes. I encourage my guys to play football in the fall. Mm -hmm. We do run a fall team. Mm -hmm. But I tell them, if you wanna play football, go play football. If you wanna play basketball, I love basketball. I think all the guys should play, you know, rec basketball at right. least in the in the winter and stuff like that. I love that. Uh, and so hopefully, you know, now that we're VHSL, we won't have these coaches of other sports saying, You can't play lacrosse, it's a club. I need you doing this in the off season. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, they they should stop that now. So Well thank you so
2: much. All the best in the playoffs and we'll talk again soon. Yeah. So that was Mark Keller, head lacrosse coach for Ocean Lakes. I think that's the first high school coach we've had on, uh, after a win. I think we've had one or two on, maybe the Norfolk Academy coach years back. They beat Bayside last night over at the Virginia Beach Sportsplex by a count of fourteen to nothing, following up a seventeen nothing shutout of Green Run to close out the Rettlers season at eleven and three. They'll be in the playoffs, he believes, next Friday against Lansdowne. I know the girls of Ocean Lakes who have had a Great year, we'll be playing at Salem High School. Not sure their opponent yet in Region 6A. It is 757 Saturday Sports Talk here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. But pretty cool, Ed, that it's now a VHSL-sanctioned sport in the Beach District, which it was not previously. It was just a club sport. So it goes in line with the other spring sports for the VHSL, as we'll be talking more coming up with the brackets. Soon to be set in the uh, coming days for uh, spring baseball, softball, soccer, now lacrosse to go with outdoor track and tennis in the spring season. Uh, we know how much attention's on, obviously, football in the fall, along with some other sports like field hockey and volleyball. Certainly basketball is huge in the winter. Uh, gymnastics, track, a little bit of wrestling, swim and dive, also uh, very significant in the winter as well. But uh, lacrosse is growing.
0: Yeah, I was really interested in hearing Mark speak about how well it's being taken. I always thought if it became a VHSL sport, the beach area would be dominant along with probably northern Virginia because lacrosse up in the D.C. Baltimore area, um, John Hopkins University, that is big. So I would think those would be two areas that would take off and then it will grow from there. And as he mentioned, he's got athletes now. His athletes playing it. If they've been playing club, it's a a little different sport. It's a rough sport. Um, You have to have a certain type of athlete play that. Uh, you can't be like football. You can't be soft and play lacrosse. It just doesn't work that way. I'm ex- I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm glad you are. He made an interesting comment about coaches telling those kids when it was a club sport, it's just a club sport. You don't need to play it. I need you doing your offseason stuff. You now, this is an issue that w- that's been ongoing forever. Coaches trying to make kids specialize in their sport. We're all selfish. We all want our kids to do well in their sport. And my attitude has been since day one. I don't mind my kids playing other sports in the school. That's a priority if you're playing in the school. Now, if you're playing Pop Warner, Rec Ball, YMCA Ball, that doesn't take a priority. If you're not going to play a sport, then you need to, and you're just like, I'll use my sport, you're just a basketball kid, then you need year-round basketball work because that's all your sport you're playing. But you should play multiple sports. Now, the problem with that also is can you maintain your grades that that's going to be the other thing maintain your grades so I, i'm kind of interested and in mark made that comment I, I kind of read between the lines and i think he's a little perturbed about certain coaches telling his kids not to play and we shouldn't be putting that kind of pressure on the kids
2: well and you've dealt with that with i'm sure over the years and your Uh, 30 plus years of coaching where some sports whether it be winter spring or fall will want to especially now with sports being you know year long if you will or no off season specialize in one thing I don't think we need to have specialization necessarily of certain athletes I know it's difficult for some to be multi-sport athletes I actually got a chance to talk a little bit about this with Tony Elliott not so much on record he's got a couple of sons he talked about playing baseball the UVA football coach multi-sport athletes just look at the, the raw numbers they're much more successful to excel and even get a chance to play professionally. I remember that year the NFL draft I said of the 32 first round picks, I want to say like 18 of them were multi sport athletes. Just the, the data and the proof is in the pudding that the multi sport athletes, they tend to do well.
0: Yeah, you know, it, it's, you know, it's, I get that's a long, long argument we've had. We've had this talk on a radio show before. We've had people talk about it a lot of times, like in basketball, the biggest problem with basketball and kids not playing other sports, spring sports especially is they're involved in AAU basketball, so therefore they're not going to play spring sport. So it's not necessarily me, high school basketball coach, telling kids not to play a spring sport. It's the AAU people dominating, and and it's an ongoing thing. You know, your smaller schools, you know, and we've talked with the coaches at the state level, uh, Lancaster and those guys at single-A, double-A, those kids play all kinds of sports because at a small school, you really have to share them athletes because there's not that many athletes in there. Now, John Marshall is the exception, those basketball kids play nothing but basketball, which is very rare for a 2A school. But you have to share. But when we start hitting a 3, 4A, 5, and 5, and 6A especially, no, nah, these coaches selfish as heck. And they don't want their kids doing nothing sure. but their sport. And I don't think we should, we should do that. I think allow them to play. But like I said, if they're only going to do one sport, then that sport they need to. It's a 12-month-a-year for them to get better in that sport.
2: All right, here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1, we are pleased to be joined by a couple of special guests. Ed, Ed Young with us. I'm Matt Hatfield, the coach with us, and uh, we have... Our pal from the Legends of Sports, Sports Inside and Out. You know him from Norview High School fame, Coach Charles Hatcher, and we're pleased and delighted to have with us too, Ray Scott, the former Virginia Squires, great ABA, NBA. This guy was such a special player. Over eleven hundred points in his decorated career, more than seven. Check that over more than eleven thousand points. Excuse me, more than seven thousand nine hundred rebounds. NBA Coach of the Year, the first black man to be named NBA Coach of the Year back in nineteen seventy four, the Detroit Pistons. And I know he's involved with a couple of projects, including a reunion of sorts with the Squires, and also I believe he's got a book out. Gentlemen, uh, Ray Scott, Coach Hatcher, good morning. How are we today on this Saturday in May?
5: Hey, Thank you, Matt. Yeah, all right. yeah. Always to be able to, to assist and be on your show down here. Matt doing such a great job with uh, the Matt Hatfield show, and the, the Saturday show is very, very impressive. Hey, we've got a lot of great things going on. It's always good to give you first dibs on anything that is coming down there that's that has to do with any significant sportilities with the sports inside and out. It's great legends. And of course, uh, Ray is one of the the more better ones that y'all can ever have down there because he was probably the most loved squire outside of Fatty Taylor. So he was uh, very much involved and we're happy to have him come off his busy schedule to be a part of our great August project there, Ray. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Well, we're so glad that you guys are on with us, and I'm sure my uh, cohort, uh, Coach Young, will have some questions and things he wants to hit on with, Ray, about the old ABA days. But, Ray, uh, what are you up to these days? I understand if Coach Hatch filled me in right, you got a book out. Is that true?
1: Yeah, I wrote a book uh, called The NBA in Black and White, and it's doing quite well. And I just finished my second book. Uh, We were going to title it Boxing in Black and White and kind of do the same type of uh, research to go back historically and show how— uh, the impact and the money influenced uh, our community, African-American community. Uh, so uh, they liked the first book, uh, the seven stories publishing out of New York. They liked the first book. So they asked that Charlie and I, Charlie Rosen, who wrote uh, Phil Jackson's book, they asked that Charlie and I write a second book. So we're just concluding our second book. So I've been staying busy, uh, and I never thought, for the life of me, that I would write a book. I never thought I'd write a, a paragraph, much less a book. But but it's been it, it's been a good experience.
2: That's awesome. And you've seen the growth of professional basketball, certainly becoming the first black man to be named coach of the year with the Pistons back in 1974. I know we talked about it a few years back on our uh, episode yeah. on the seven five seven at six. When you put on the NBA nowadays, though, Ray, and you see here in the conference finals coming up, you'll have either Joe Missoula. Or Doc Rivers in a conference final against Eric Spolster. You have Darvin Ham, a black man in his first year at the home of the Lakers, yeah. getting ready to take on Mike Malone's nuggets. What's it mean to you now to see the differences? I know there's still a lot of work to be done in other sports, such as, you know, college football, the NFL getting more black coaches to the table. But what's it right. mean when you see this now in professional basketball and other sports, getting those opportunities?
1: Well, as I talk about in my book, I'm very proud to be part of the NBA. Uh, because I think that they 're leading a sports world in the interaction with the african American community, and that's that 's cool I, I i really enjoy seeing and i mean i don 't think that i was I had that much of an impact. I came up under Earl Lloyd and Bill Russell and al Attles, you know lenny Wilkins those were my cohorts, so they were just five of us in that time span uh that I spent uh, that four years I spent coaching. Those are the guys that touched me uh, and touched so many. But it's, 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 it's a good time in terms of being a part of the uh, NBA and looking at what we've done. I was sorry to see the ABA come to a close because I thought that they were an impactful group. Uh, but uh, when the ABA uh uh they say merge but when the aba acquired when the nba acquired four teams uh, and that's what they did they acquired those four teams uh from the aba you notice that the culture of the aba began to come play an important role in the uh in the nba the only thing the nba doesn't do now that they do in the aba is use the red white and blue basketball Uh, yeah that's true uh So
2: Very true. We're talking with the great Ray Scott, former NBA coach of the year with the Detroit Pistons. You know him also from his days as a player with the Pistons, the Baltimore Bullets, and of course, locally with the Virginia Squires. Something neat with the Squires coming up in Portsmouth, we'll talk about with Ray and Coach Charles Hatcher, our power from Sports Inside and Out. The legends of sports. It is 757 Saturday Sports Talk here on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. And Coach Ed Young, my co-host, I'm sure has some Ray Scott cards in his collection that he might be sending your way there. Uh, Ed, take it away. Hey, well,
0: first of all, I do have some Ray Scott cards. Uh, Ray, it's great to talk to you. Uh, coach Ed Young here, a long time high school coach. Um, I remember Thanks, you good. in your career. When I was uh, younger watching you play. I remember you as a heck of a rebounder, a physical guy inside. Of course, if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, um, you're from Philly, born in Philadelphia? Did you play your
1: South Philly. I'm a South Philly kid. Yes, I am. Went to West nice. Philadelphia High School, which was the rival of Overbrook High School. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was in the days when it was Wilt against West Philadelphia right. High School. They tried to set me up as the guy to challenged Wilt, but that was the way it was. When we played Overbrook, and we only lost those to Overbrook three times. Uh, we only lost three games in, in uh, two years. We beat everybody else in the public league in two years, other than uh, actually – over three years, but I wasn't there for the third year. We lost seven times to Overbrook in three years. We never lost to another school in the public league.
0: Wow. I I, I think I do remember when I, of course, looking at the back of your basketball card, which I don't have in front of me but when I was younger, and I remember seeing Philly. I'm a central Pennsylvania guy, nowhere near the Philly area, but that's a tough area to play in the basketball. Yes. And that is, people don't understand. It wasn't just uh, um, a Will Chamberlain, a Ray Scott. No, 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 no. Tremendous, tremendous basketball in that area. And then you found yourself going, I think, out west.
1: For, out for to Portland, school. Oregon, yes. Wow. Yes, I, it's in my book. I, I, I write in my book how Coach Al Negrotti asked if he could come for a visit. I was down to my final visit, and he said, could I come and visit you? I'm in town. I'd like to talk to you. Because I was looking at Seton Hall, and I was looking at Duquesne. And Coach Al Negrotti came to my home, and my mother, who was uh, Catholic, was pleased that a Catholic university was looking at me still. And so he came to my home, and I'll tell you guys, he performed like he was Sammy Davis Jr. He just captivated my family. He had his laughing and chuttling. He had my mother saying boy this has got to be great my kid could go to a school that's affiliated with Notre Dame in Portland Oregon and so he was so good that the next morning my suitcase was packed and I was on my way I was on my way to uh uh I'm going to say Portland Oregon
0: <laughs> By <You> know, Ray, <laughs> there's there's so many things and I know time constrains us right now but um ABA days. I was a big fan of the ABA. Of course, I was a youngster back then. But you guys, sure. and of course, you played in both ABA and NBA. The ABA had some characters, and one of the biggest characters whose name still comes up is John Brisker. I mean, some stories oh about John, and yeah, and people, you know, like like he would take on the world when he yes, played. He's,
1: he, he. You know, he grew up in Detroit.
0: He was an there. That tells you why Detroit he's ready to fight the world.
1: Yeah, and his teammate was Rudy Tom Tom Tomjanovich. Right, they they went to the same high school, but John Brisker, the aforementioned John Brisker, was a wonderful, strong, tough player, uh, and one of the greatest personalities off the court you ever met. But when you encountered him on the court, he was all business. He and Juan Jabali were yes. definitely as tough as anyone I ever met in the NBA. Warren Jabali didn't know that he
0: was 6'1", 6'2", because he, again, That's didn't right. back down from anybody. And, and, but there were characters in that ABA, and I, I always tell people to go back to the history of that league that played some great basketball, and, and you're right, the NBA bought them out. There was no merger. There was, yeah. there was more teams that should have been in, but the NBA did not want Absolutely. to give the NBA your credit. Right, that's why we don't see the red and white blue ball. It would be that's too much. Right. You are
1: absolutely correct, and I and it's a disappointment to me because I thought they were onto something. I and obviously they were onto something because the the uh, NBA has and and they need to ha- get credit for that. The NBA has, has copied their approach, but I am proud of the fact that the NBA Players Association and the NBA uh, uh, board, uh, board of players. Uh, gave the uh, ABA at last $25 million. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm so proud that that happened. That told me a lot about the, that's the character. That is the character of those guys in the ABA that they just stayed with it. And they stayed in the fight and they stayed in the hunt. And Mm -hmm. uh, Bob Medellin and his crew of guys, they did a wonderful job. Mel Daniels, who has since left us, but they did a wonderful job at getting the NBA to understand the importance of the ABA.
5: Mm-hmm. We're chatting well, with the – go, said, go said, ahead, Coach. Said, as well, yeah. Well, yeah.
1: the thing about the mm-hmm. ABA is they actually
0: showed pro basketball how to really run the um, – how to really run how, what the three-point shot is all about. And, of course, yeah. right, now that well, we look at the NBA today, if you can't shoot threes, even if you're seven foot one. There may yeah. not be a place for you in the NBA. Correct. Correct.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, they, they sp- the game went, as I told people, that the game went from the old fundamental game that I learned in South Philly, which was a fundamental game of throwing the ball into the post, cutting off the post, et cetera, and things like that. What the ABA did, when I got there, they were doing it with Rick Barry and guys like that. The, the key component to the ABA was spreading the floor. I watched an ABA. NBA game now. Like, what is the component of the game? How effectively you can spread the floor and use the driving lanes, and that was what the uh, the ABA was all about. So they gave they gave us that strategy. The the, the Hubie Browns and and the Tom Salkeys and the uh, uh, what was the guy that was down in uh, Louisiana, uh, Babe McCarthy. These coaches. They were they were geniuses. They figured out a different game because they didn't have the postmen. They didn't have the Wilts, the Thurmans, the Russells, the uh, Chamberlains. They didn't have those weapons, the Kareem abdul jabbars They were not there. So they came up with a different game. And so when you hear about uh, the ABA, and you say, well, who were their prime guys? And I'm thinking, you know, Freddie Lewis and Bobby Keller and Rick Mountain the guys that could shoot from outside with the spread floor, man, it was, it was a good game. So we've kind of combined some of that, but uh, you know, and I, and I'm a great appreciator of the, uh, of the uh, Warriors of the, of of the San Francisco Warriors. I'm a great appreciating appreciator of their game because they played over the years, the most similar game. If you watch them to the ABA and they just what they added in was stellar defense. Um but and the in the ABA that only lasted 10 years, I think that they they would have come to that too. I think they would have uh, come to the type of talent and and do an effectiveness that the uh that the ABA showed with their better teams. So basketball is basketball and it's to be played by I think gentlemen and uh, what I love is that the NBA has taken the course of that basketball and driven it forward in the uh, homes now because people don't go to the arenas like they used to. They can't. But people from all over these states now, you know, millions of people are watching NBA basketball. And this is the greatest year of NBA basketball. And I think some of that credit goes to the ABA.
2: Oh, so very true. We're talking with the great – NBA and ABA standout. Ray Scott, he's got a book out the NBA in black and white, the memoir of a trailblazing NBA player and coach. It's available on Amazon. Go up there, Amazon.com. Kindle, Hard Carver. It's got a five-star rating, a memoir of hard lessons learned, the racially segregated, and sometimes outright racist NBA of the early 1960s, celebrated by NBA player and the first black coach of the year. Ray Scott introduced by Earl the Pearl Monroe, plus Ray Scott's good friend and ours, Coach Charles Hatcher. Sports inside and out, the legends of sports. Go check it out as well here on Priority Autosports Radio 94.1 at 757 Saturday Sports talking as I bring back in Coach Hatcher, I know Ray will touch on this with you, Coach. Uh, neat little uh, mm-hmm. reunion of sorts coming our way here to Hampton Roads involving the old Squires greats, correct?
5: Yeah, a little caveat. We've been out, uh, out on the road and Ray's been, of course, into his uh, linguistical uh, endeavors of excellence. But we've been uh, moving around into a good system now. We're back on the road and we're going now with the new version of the, of, uh, Casting on television. We're now with, uh, Legacy, uh, the Tim the Great, an actor and, uh, film producer, Tim Reed. We're with his, his network now and joining Liberty Cable down in, uh, I think it's the St. Croix Virgin Islands along with, uh, the Bermuda Sports. We're now integrating with to bring it up to an even class now that we can get out there, that you can pick some of the stuff up to use right there uh, on your great show. You and the coaches, great show there, Matt. But it is, it's going to be great. Uh, last time we we talked about it and we're getting things together now. The city of Portsmouth, Mayor uh, Shannon Glover, great, great, great uh, uh, mayor. I see the validity in bringing something great and, of course, it's always good to work with some of the based out of Philadelphia, the River Casino, a great, great concept that I think is going to really be a big plus for everything concerned down your ways, uh, uh, Matt. It's going to be a great uh, concept of teaming together and saying the final. This will probably be it. You know, as Ray would say, mortality is foremost on a lot of guys' mind there. And time is not a very friendly thing with us. So we're in the last quarter, not quite in overtime yet. It's time for us to get these guys' stories told, such as what Ray is, is for now. But there's so many great stories. And so a dear friend, Ray, I can tell you, we, we're working with Spencer Haywood now. He's doing something to revise this thing, and he's going to be out there with us, Matt. You'll get a chance to get uh, the great one, the man to make all these big contracts happen. The great Spencer Haywood with the Spencer Haywood uh, 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 act from the Supreme Court gave everybody. There's not a guy on the court right now that would have over a dollars or $50,000 ceiling on certain things. Now, he opened the bank up with the Spencer Haywood rule that he sacrificed his career for from the ABA-NBA, and it's good to see him now getting getting to do. Everybody's coming in. And of course, Ray, I forgot to tell you, he's going to be one of our content providers on Sports Inside Out on uh, Liberty Cable. So uh, this thing is coming off and I want you to be a part of the content on this thing, uh, uh, Matt, because we need somebody to come in with Tim Reed to make this thing a little bit more viable with that type of of uh, delivery and 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 uh, demeanor that you have. That's you and the coach. That will be a great opportunity. But listen, let's keep it open and tell Ray about it because it's going to be good to see an honor, a special honor to Al Bianchi and the great Fatty Taylor. Right.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so cool. And as I bring back in Ray here, and to follow up what Coach Hatcher said, Ray, um, I know it's so cool to see, and I know Coach Young and I are looking forward to uh, meeting you guys down there at the casino in Portsmouth coming up with this reunion of sorts. I mean, you get a chance to rekindle memories with that book that you did with uh, uh, Charlie Rosen and the Ford there, introduction by Earl, the Pearl Monroe. It's got to be uh, so invigorating and, and neat for you to kind of get those stories told that some might not have heard them that are younger from what your days were back in the NBA and ABA and get in front of an audience, correct?
1: Correct. Uh, uh, Thanks to you and Bill. We'll get something going uh, with ESPN, and that just sounds good. I am just honored uh, to be included uh, with Spencer Haywood and Charlie Scott and and, uh, George Gervin and the great Dr. J and my man Fatty and Coach Bianchi. Uh, This is truly an honor, young man.
2: Well, we thank you guys so much for the time today. Again, uh, the reunion coming. We'll give you more details as Coach Hatcher and Ray Scott get closer to this. Uh, with the Virginia Squires greats. You heard so many of them. We know them from years, yesteryear, if you will, in the past. And also go check out that book online. It's available on Amazon, The NBA in Black and White, The Memoir of a Trailblazing NBA Player and Coach Ray Scott with Coach Charles Hatcher joining us as well from Sports Inside and Out, Legends of Sports. So guys, we could talk to you all day, and I'm sure we will spend a lot more time with you in the coming uh, weeks and really episodes. Well, really and uh well. We look forward to it so very much. Thank you, Ray, and thank you, Coach Hatch. Thank you.
1: Thank Uh, you for putting this big big smile on my face.
2: Our pleasure. (laughs) Our pleasure. Thank you, guys. It's the one and only Ray Scott, former NBA Coach of the Year from Detroit Pistons days, played for the Virginia Squires along with Coach Charles Hatcher, a Norview legend, as well with us here on 757 Saturday Sports Talk. Pretty cool. Uh, looking forward to that as you'll see so many great Squires. I mean, people think of all the different Squires and the ABA days. Whether you're talking about Iceman or Dr. J or our friend Dave Tordzik, who's the color analyst for Old Dominion. You think, obviously, of Ray Scott. The list just goes on and on and on. And I don't think a lot of people that watch the NBA today, you guys cut to touch on a little bit, just the, the way it's played. There are a lot of elements from way back then that apply now.
0: Well, it, it, Matt, it's, it's 100%. And uh, we, I don't even bring it up nowadays, but the basketball you see being played now in the NBA, it was done back in the ABA days. Very, very, very few people involved in basketball right now, even though what the ABA was. They think it's a minor league. It was bad basketball. There were a lot of tremendous, absolutely tremendous Hall of Fame players in the ABA. Okay, people say, well, if they were that great, how come they didn't make the NBA? They got cut. They, there's guys that should have made it, point blank should have made it. Guys had bigger contracts. They couldn't, and NBA couldn't get rid of them. And these guys didn't get a chance. So they went to the ABA. They became very good. And you saw guys jumping to the ABA. Um, Billy Cunningham, Rick Barry, who, by the way, the story about Rick Barry was going to play in Virginia. And he said, uh, he used some cuss words and he said, no way he's bringing his family to, um, I think he said, Norfolk, Virginia. It was not a place he would want to play in, so they had to trade him. And he's never been a favorite of the Virginia people since. And there's a story behind that. Another one of those colorful stories out of the ABA. Virginia people didn't like it. Of course, Charlie Scott, an accomplished All-American at North Carolina, played here. Unfortunately, Squires, I think, only played a year or two. And then they were sold out west because of a money situation. But, you know, Jack Akerson, who we know very well that mm-hmm. on the show, Jack has a lot of ABA uh, enemy was involved as a uh, front office guy, I think, for San Antonio, Mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken, uh, with one of those ABA teams. But go back, I tell people go back and look up the history of the ABA. I did a paper on the ABA in college, uh, especially when it got towards the Did you really?
2: What did you get on that paper? Did you get an A?
0: Man, I busted everything up with an A solid. I don't think the the professor ever read it, but boy, I never put so much time and effort into a a project in my life, because normally I do like most college kids, you find a a good looking uh, babe to take care of your paperwork for you you know you take her out to dinner stuff that uh, well i would say you would do it but uh, college was the best 9 years hey. of your
2: life we got a break cuz i know you could go on for 10 more minutes we got Larry Obama coming up from the pilot daily press 757 teams don't turn that dial it's 757 Saturday sports talk on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1